Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 16th of December 2010. Now newcomers, I always advise to go into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com That's my official website. You'll see all the other websites I have on that page when it comes up. If you find sticking downloads and audios and so on, try these alternate sites because too many folk really go into the com at the same time, especially the next day after a show. So try these alternate sites. They all carry a lot of transcripts as well of the talks I've given for print up in English. And if you want transcripts in other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu and take your pick from the variety offered. And remember, too, that you're the audience that bring me to you. It takes cash to keep this going, what I'm doing here. I could be sitting pretty if I took on advertisers, but I haven't. And um, I got the offer, certainly. I might go that way eventually because I depend upon you, the listeners, to send in donations and buy the books I have for sale if you want them. Remember, from the U.S. to Canada, you can order the books by personal check or an international postal money order. You can also use PayPal to order or donate. Just use the donation button and send a separate email with the name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. The details are all on the website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And remember, too, all those thousands out there who listen all the time, pass a few pennies this way once in a while, because uh, everyone uses this information and goes with it. And I see what I've said the the day previously, popping up in all kinds of websites, uh, pretty well verbatim from the talks and from people I've never heard of before, and people who have never certainly sent any cash in. So that's the way the world is today. Everybody wants their five minutes of fame, but they don't want to help the, the piper that gives them the, the leads to it all. That's the way it goes in this world, and that's why it will go down too, because no one can stand together under a common cause. So, as I say, you can order them from uh, the U.S. through those methods. You can, across the rest of the world, you can use PayPal as well. You can use to order and donate. Same idea, just send a separate email after the donation with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. You can use MoneyGram, Western Union. It's up to you. Check out which is the cheaper. And uh, some people just send cash, and that's okay too at the moment, obviously. Everything's changing very quickly. In this brave new world we're already in, actually, you've got a a 20-year-old generation all into the brave new world scenario. They they are actually behaving uh, the same way. They have a completely different set of morality given to them by the state, and they think it's all quite normal because their own age group, everyone around them, their peer group, are all doing the same things as they're doing. And that's how easy it is to basically condition the dead. Did I call them the dead, the walking dead? that there's a walking dead in all generations, and uh, they never know any reality at all, not even why they like certain things, why they're offended by certain things, and why they have Pavlovian responses to certain things. They're perfectly conditioned. Orwell talked about them too 
in his book 1984 as the proles. The proles are never, ever in any degree up to any level of awareness of what's really happening and what the reality is behind the reality in which they believe. That's what we live in today. It's a perfectly organized system. It used to be held over a few countries at one time. Now it's the whole world that's going under the same system. And uh, we're watching the last few countries being standardized into the system, either by economic warfare, threat of war, or actual bombing by cluster bombs and all kinds of nasty things until they comply with their new masters of the world. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix. Remember the topics that I speak about on the show? I'll always put up the links for them at the end of the night at cuttingthroughthematrix.com where you can look them up for yourselves. And because they're there on mainstream or whatever, certainly if it's on mainstream, remember there's always a lot more to it because mainstream will never tell you a fraction of any truth on any particular topic. But um, I'm also going to put up tonight uh, a link to a YouTube video where John Pilger interviews a well-known psychopath, and you'll hear a psychopath rationaling as psychopaths do, uh, the slaughters that they, this guy was involved in in the past. So look out for that at the end of the night. And, uh, and this particular psychopath is not an uncommon type. It's up in governments, agencies, and services. They have them in all generations. They hire them like crazy. They look for that type, in fact. And um, it's worth studying them because a psychopath can literally rationalize, rationalize anything at all. Anything, any horror can be rationalized because they must save their own ego. Even the ones who are murderers and mass murderers um, like to boast about how they did it after they're caught. After they're caught, they, 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 they think that they'll get applause for being so clever. And yet the acts of what they actually did uh, don't even enter into it, the horror that they brought in. And we should never forget that in every generation, these psychopaths are up there hired by those who rule the world to do exactly as they do. And I've warned over and over and over again that the slaughters you saw in the Soviet Union, mass slaughters, there's more and more videos coming out now, thank goodness, have been heavily so heavily suppressed from the whole uh, Soviet bloc, and now they're coming out. And uh, it's incredible, the slaughters that you see, uh, far surpassing even what we saw in Germany. And um, remember, this can be reintroduced at any time, any time in any country. I always think of Germany uh, that saw itself as a pinnacle of a scientific culture, and it was. They'd long tossed the religions out the window. They were, they were unshackled, you might say. They were on the avant-garde of science. Science was going to explain everything. And people really thought that they had the best education in the world, and technically they did, certainly in those scientific matters. And they were in utter shock, utter shock, that what happened could have happened there. That's the same everywhere, actually. And today is absolutely rife for it. It's ripe. So, 
watch the, the video, as I say, study the psychopath as he speaks and justifies everything that happened. And for all the lefties out there who think it's, it's, they're talking about uh, uh, the right-wing uh, psychopath, they're no different in the left-wing. In fact, a psychopath will sniff the wind, and if the regime changes, he'll try and get the same position or even a higher position when another regime comes in. That's the nature of the psychopath in all ages, all times. Now, there's also an article about the FBI. It's all over the mainstream. I don't think much of it personally because uh, I'll read this a little bit to you anyway. It says, FBI accused of decade-old cryptography code conspiracy. Even tacking on conspiracy at the end makes it into the realms of La La Land. But um, it says, you may have, may have heard of OpenBSD, but the free operating system is at the root of many computers and virtual private networks worldwide. So is the FBI. That is, if you believe a new accusation that surfaced on a public OpenBSD mailing list. Theo de Rat, the founder of OpenBSD, forwarded an email accusation that the FBI tampered with OpenBSD's Internet Protocol security code around 2000 to 2001. The allegation was sent to Debrat in a private email from Gregory Perry, who claims to have been at one point an FBI consultant and chief technologist at a network security company called NetTech, or NetSec, I should say, which was apparently an early backer of OpenBSD. Now, really what they're saying here in the whole article, and I won't go through it all, is that there are, there are back doors built in to their programs, and many, many, many programs are based on this particular system. But really... I can remember when the articles came out in the 95, 1995, in Canada news and some American newspapers too, where they said that the U.S. and Canada had reached an agreement to put back doors in all computers and all communication devices for, the, for security agencies to enter when they wished. That included telephones, fax machines, computers, everything. They gave you the Internet. They gave you the whole darn system because they couldn't bring in their totalitarian system without you using the computer and giving them all the data on you and updating it daily that you actually do. That's the purpose of the Internet. Eventually, I can imagine your little cubicles you'll be given uh, as we become very austere for the future. All you'll need is a four-foot wide area to sit in with your computer. That's where you'll live, you see. And uh, you won't need to see anybody else. You're quite happy seeing everybody else on camera. And uh, and uh, that's going to be your life, basically. Quite happily sailing and surfing the Internet, living in La La Land, the ether, and never really coming in contact much with people at all. But it doesn't matter as long as the agencies can have complete personality profiles with you and do regular checkups to make sure that you're not changing your profile at all in any drastic way. Otherwise, if they come in and fix you, now, there's a caller from New York. It's Christina. Are you there, Christina? Yeah, actually, it's Lisa, but it doesn't matter. Um, I have a problem um, finding some documentation that you put up. You, you seem to have a couple of articles um, on on the site, but I, I need references. Like, uh, I know you mentioned Carl Quigley a lot, and um, Zbigniew Brzezinski, and I know they've written some works. Yep. But how would I find things on, you know, other uh, um, authors and groups that you, you talk about on the site? Because it seems like if you want to prove a point, 
mm-hmm. to someone about. No, you see, I, I don't want to prove a point. You see, I expect the people to go looking for these names for themselves. See, I already know this stuff. I have read it all. Okay. Now, that's the bottom line. I get letters all the time, and I could spend my whole free time. I don't have any free time. I could spend all my time just answering people and telling them where to go to find this, that, or the other. But I expect them, if they're really serious about something, it's not my credibility, then they can go and do the searching on the names, and the names will pop up on Wiki, and their books will pop up on Wiki, and and you can take it from there, you know. Okay, well, could you just ask one more question? You mentioned uh, in one of your talks that it's a very old plan. Who was the original author of the plan? The original author of the plan? When I mean, when I, I mean the um, when the the British started moving out into when they started. Oh, you, you, you'll find it if you go back as back far, as far back as John D. Uh, just look up the history on John D. Who coined the term the British or British? He spelled it with a Y. Empire, and he presented the term and the idea to Queen Elizabeth the first. And he, he talked about free trade in it, and he talked about expanding the empire. And the whole idea was that as the empire expanded into those countries that would sign on with these various treaties, which would be binding, lawfully binding, uh, under the guise of free trade, of course, uh, they'd have to adopt the same uh, system of governance or government that Britain was under. And that's where the the idea initially came up. But other countries have used this free trade uh, idea uh, about the same time. And afterwards, um, the Hanseatic League, if you look into them, uh, you can find out how the big guild companies had fleets of ships. They had um, they had their big warehouses in every major uh, country uh, where you could, where they had docks and cities and so on. And they were a powerful force. They had their own navy at one time as well, bringing a, a League of Nations under its wing. And, and they lasted right up into the 1800s. There's in fact there's still one in their warehouses on the London docks today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems that some of these white papers or uh, uh, really old plans or books that you really you can't find on pretty much anywhere, you would have to reference someone else even if you wanted to prove a point to someone uh, if you were you know, saying you're holding a... You, you have to get the original books. That's all you can do. And, and it's true enough. Each time I mention a particular book, I mean, I was the first one that came out with Brzezinski, and uh, his books went from $10 used to up to about 80 to 150 used. And, and it's like every other book that I mentioned that they suddenly got in price and they're grabbed very quickly. Another problem is too, is if you give folk links to things, and I find it all the time because I would do link checks all the time with thousands and thousands of links that I have up there, and they're always pulling them down. You see, you're living in Orwell's time that's a transition where they're using both uh, the Orwellian technique of force and threat of force and fear, and they're using the Brave New World as we merge into it. Both are underway at the same time. And Orwell talked about the memory hole. I've read articles from main science magazines on the air here and shot holes in their theories by using scientific facts, and they've pulled their site by the next day. So you're being monitored. Oh, of course you're being monitored. We're, we're all being monitored. Absolutely we're being monitored. Yeah. So if I was to take the suggestion and we you know, start building you know, small groups of people saying, 
you know, we've got to talk about this stuff and we have to know how to uh, present a case. Like, you know, it's almost like being a prosecutor or, or a defense attorney to, to people. It, it's, it's just so technical. The time will come when, when you'll have to uh, adopt the, the, the technique that was used in Fahrenheit 451, the book or the movie, depending on which you prefer, and where you have to memorize, each person will have to memorize a whole book uh, and they literally are called walking books because everything has been changed so fast today and, um, and and everything's disappearing down the memory hole, as I say. Lots of folk are keeping all their links, they're keeping all their downloading articles and putting them on external hard drives. It's the only way to go ahead. Back okay, with more after. So Thanks for calling. Thanks, and we're back after this message. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix. I should add too that it isn't just a matter of collecting data. Because you see, most folk don't have the memory to remember these things as you tell them. Uh, And people have to be open and actually seeking knowledge before they listen to you. Most folk have already been given their opinions. They've been made to be uh, basically um, skeptics. And the job isn't to go around and convert skeptics. There's no point. They're already conditioned by experts. We've all had the same conditioning process put upon us by education and then the media, a lifetime of media and entertainment. That's all conditioning. And for the ones that you see who can't believe anything, even when you do present them with enough evidence from books and so on, it won't make any difference whatsoever to them. They'll get set back to what's called in, in neuroscience as their default positions, the safe positions where they feel better because uh, what you're presenting them with makes them feel unpleasant, unpleasant, unhappy, and they will seek pleasure, and pleasure, the pleasure zone is in the security of their default positions. And I'm not kidding about that. This is a massive science, incredible science. It did, it's not a recent science either. They keep changing the names for the same thing. But um, they've used this for centuries, that these techniques on the general public. So don't think it's just a matter of, here's the evidence, uh, that's, that will speak for itself, and suddenly you'll understand. No, they don't really want to know. In fact, what they want to do is argue with you and bring you back into their reality, where their peer group, who are off, off partying and having doing all that kind of stuff, uh, are quite content because they all believe the same things. You can only... Put your time out on those who are seriously questioning. And even then, if you're so careful that you don't go off around the galaxy a few times chasing aliens and everything else that's deliberately put out there for you to chase, uh, and you can spend years doing as some do. Some like it, actually, like a hobby. They go off chasing all kinds of aliens and different things. And counterintelligence agencies actually run a lot of these people who are put up there as fronts for that, who always give you fascination. Remember... To what Weishaupt said, if you want to bring members and recruits into our organization and fraternity, give them a great mystery. That's what encourages people in. Give them a great mystery. Fascination does it every time. Now, I mentioned the United States-Mexico partnership, the new border vision. They've got lots of names for the same thing, but all came out of the Fortress America 
they talked about in 2005 and published in the Canadian papers of the integration of all governmental departments on all sides of the border, U.S., Canada, and Mexico. They've been doing it for years now. They, they exchange all information on everyone with each other, and they've been doing it for years. They are using the FBI computers along with the, the, the RCMP computers. They're integrated uh, across the whole country, not just at borders. And... Um, they're on a roll now to integrate the whole system, and we are integrated as far as I can see. When you can get federal bureaucrats applying from Canada to go into Washington D.C. and get jobs there at equivalent, sta- equivalent status, so it's well underway. I'll put that link up for you too. You can look through it yourself and listen to their propaganda spiel. Remember, whatever they put out there for you to read from the government is put through their public relations arms to to actually soften it for you, to make it palatable and sound quite benign. That's how it works. And I'm going to put up a a link to a very short uh, video about global warming. It's to teach you uh, the correct way to respond when you, you say anything about global warming. It's quite hilarious too. But uh, it's well worth watching because it's, it's really a reflection on what's coming down and how you will have to say the right things at the right time and be politically correct. It's presented almost like a government ad. That's a type of government ad you would have in Britain. So it's a spoof on a government-type ad. I talked, too, about the National Health Service that's coming into the U.S., of course, and I know fact is, is, for a fact it's underway because I talk to people in different hospitals who work in them, and they tell me they've already been implementing and setting up the system for the National Health Service for many years. It's astonishing the way it's gone. In fact, they'll go further than Britain, and they already have in a way, because in New York, two ambulances come when there's a traffic accident, and um, one of them is actually to harvest organs, by the way. Uh, there's, there's, well, there you go, there's practicality in a money society, and we're better than New York to do that. Um, and, but supposedly they stand in the background. They don't make themselves very visible until uh, the person has been announced as dead. But it's always a buck, you know. And I did a, a two or three years ago. I did an article too, or read an article, I should say, where New York already had two ambulances at that time, and the. Uh, they were fighting over uh, the corpses at the time. And I also said, too, and I didn't know it before I read the article, that they went through the different U.S. states, giving you the percentages of ambulance services that were actually owned by undertaking companies. Most of them are. That makes you feel better now, doesn't it? Anyway, this article here says, need an ambulance. This is from, from Britain. It's to show you Americans where they're going. It says, need an ambulance? Sorry, you'll have to make your own way to the hospital, the health chiefs uh, tell the sick. And it says, ambulance bosses have told patients they'll have to make their own way to hospitals because their vehicles are too busy to attend all emergency call-outs. Starting with Northwest Ambulance Service, it said it was has issued the instructions to its patients after a staggering rise in emergency calls and because cases of life-threatening illnesses are up almost a third on this time last year. I guess they all got their flu shots back after this break. Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, we're back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. You know, all we get now really is foreign news because we're taught to be global. That's all part of teaching us all to be global and to really care and wonder about the faraway places that most of them never reach in their lifetime, uh, except you'll see pretty pictures and tourism things on the internet and stuff like that. But uh, we're supposed to be all concerned about the whole world now. This is what the message really is. And very little comes out of what your own governments are really, really up to because uh, they've been at this for an awful long time and, and uh, they've decided we've got so much entertainment in the West, we don't really need much news anyway. So, except to worry about the rest of the world because we're all one, we're all global. UN means one, by the way, un French. So, anyway, uh, here's an article here on the Moscow Times who are experiencing the corruption with their new democracy. And uh, democracy is a great system, really. It's very flexible. It can be stretched as far as the eye can see, horizon to horizon, and then brought back down again, and back and forth it goes. That's democracy for you. It says, the gap between Russia's authorities and citizens has become larger than ever. It's kind of like ours, isn't it? The country's kleptocracy has degraded to such a, a level that criminal gangs and government officials have teamed up to create powerful organized crime syndicates. And it put me in mind right away of public-private partnerships. See, we've, we've already got it here. It's the same thing, isn't it? Powerful organized crime syndicates and like big uh, international corporations and the government have teamed up. They used to call it fascism, but it doesn't matter. You see, communism and fascism are all, they're all fascistic in nature anyway. It's only the dominant minority using a different bunch to rule their system for them. But where's more efficient for that period, you see? All the little people down below, the proles, as, as I say, that Orwell called them, they don't count. They don't count. They believe most of the stuff they're told. They've got great conditioning to believe what they're, what they're told. And they, they even sing machines. Or, they sing songs that are created by machines, as Orwell said. It's all here, isn't it? And his girlfriend, too, in 1984, worked in the, in the department, the government department of pornography to churn out enough porno for the public to soak up. Now, there's other callers on the line. There's Gloria from New York now. Is Gloria there? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I want to ask you, how do you see that, um, in the solution, how people will come about together um, as a mess? I mean, this giant force, so-called, it's like a flood. It's going to happen. It's not... Uh, Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you see that? I'm curious to hear. I, I can see different factions behaving in different ways. And the government also sees the same thing because they have think tanks working on this 24 hours per day, uh, seven days a week, thousands of them. And they work out the strategy for the future in the same way that a big, even better than the big corporations set out their financial plans for the next 50 or 100 years, which they actually do, by the way, for, for folk who don't know that. Uh, they, they have all the plans, and for the last century they had them too. They set up the 20th century. Uh, again, if you read Bertrand Russell's books on it, you'll get the, all the clues in there. Uh, Julian Huxley's books, Aldous Huxley's books, because they all belong to the same team, the big global think tank at that time. And they, they, they know before they start part of a project uh, how much opposition they'll have and for what, what factions will come forward to fight them in some way or another. 
before they even make the move or you've even heard of the move coming. And they take it from there. It's very Talmudic. If you ever study the Talmud, you'll understand that way of that logic, the logical thinking, uh, where you can actually um, take any particular topic, put it out there, and argue it into a thousand different dimensions to see what would happen by pure chance in different situations. That's how the military works and the Pentagon works and the globalists work. And before even 9-11 came along, remember, uh, they were already trying to introduce, for instance, the, the national ID cards in certain countries. It was already voluntary in Canada for cross-borders and all the rest of it, giving all your data, iris scans, fingerprints, all that stuff. They tried to pass it into Britain in 1988, 1999, and no one wanted it, so it fell at that time. And they needed 9-11 to happen to bring it all in across the whole world. They also knew how much opposition they'd have and from what quarters. What they also do is set up their own opposition in advance, which will become the official opposition. And they're well-funded to do so. So that's how most folk people are. You see, they say, well, somebody should do something about that. And bingo, someone already has. They say all the right things. You write on, you're right behind them. And you don't realize they're part of it. It's called counterintelligence. That's what you do. In other words, rather than waiting for opposition to arise from the grassroots, you create your own and you lead the public. And you'll find a lot of them are funded by the big foundations themselves. Okay, so what you say basically is there is no way out of it or what? There is no way. I mean, it's not the... I tell you the only thing, the only thing out of any of the books that I've ever read... And Aldo Huxley, in fact, is up on YouTube for all those who must watch YouTube all the time. He's up there being interviewed by Mike Wallace and so on. Uh, he referred to the only thing they were afraid of, or the only thing, and that's why there was such a war to destroy all of the old. When you're bringing in a new world, you must destroy all the old, you understand. That's all of the old moralities, the old belief systems and so on. And they said the only thing they were worried about back in the 60s or 50s was actually some kind of religion. A common, see people don't work by, by pure logic as Bernays said. They work on emotion. And emotion and belief are far stronger as a power than any knowledge that, that you can be given. That they're incredibly powerful. Same in communism. You know, in communism it's a total belief system and they were ruthless to get to their objective. Utterly ruthless. A total belief system. Mao Tong said the same thing. He was not afraid of guns and weaponry or armies. He was afraid of someone with, with an idea, a great idea. And something that bonds and unites people under something like that can terrify them. As Solzhenitsyn said the same thing about Russia. He said that, that the people literally had, had lost their whole idea. And he said, God... But what he meant was their whole cultural history, everything that gave them their basic rules, never mind their religion or dogma, but that which gave you your basic humanity and rules, even if your churches are corrupt. You see? So, yeah, but, but uh, what do you say to the people who actually, um, you know, strong with their own self and being in, in conscious and uh, know that there is more in this life and uh, there is more into this reality and there is more that we are a spiritual being apart or 
or uh, from only what we are experienced now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I think I th- maybe this, mm-hmm. this course they are afraid of. Or yes, I mean, I, I was remembered too in Latin America, South America, uh, when it was in Argentina and other countries too, and thousands of, of people, youngsters were getting pulled off the street and killed, just going missing. And they were they referred to as the missing. And it was the, the mothers and the grandmothers who, st- who took to the streets uh, to, to bring this to, to the light of the world and to get their say across. And they did not stop marching. Uh, it takes something uh, where there's a bit of humanity left. They wouldn't just gun down grandmothers, you see, where they might they might start gunning down young people or e- or even men of any age. It took it took women to do something like that, and it might come to something at that stage when we go into this massive austerity, where they will bring in food rationing as they live like high like pigs, as Orwell called them, high on the hog. Uh, at the top as they snaffle all the food for their big banquets and so on and might come down to all of that eventually in the future but it will also need people with enough understanding of what has happened of all the factions involved to bring about what happens and and to teach the people uh, a, a different way of living we can't keep on with this you understand the system we have now has only one dead end to go to it's run on a bun- with a bunch of a small group of related bankers, related bankers running the central banks of every country. They've proven for centuries that they always corrupt and bankrupt us all across the world at least twice a century, and they get off with it. And the governments are subservient to them because they're all part of this big gang. And we cannot keep the same system in place. We cannot have that same system in place. Neither can yeah, you bring I, in... Hello? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a, it's most likely, for the most part, it's very correct and true, it's what is going on. But it's also a, a paint, a very dark picture. Let me suggest something. I don't know if it can come about, but let's assume that every people on this planet tomorrow morning, the one who have a um, so-called a, a business, a store or whatever, put a television outside, uh, no outside, in the window, and put the video of a, a, a new a cooperation, what was today on the on uh, uh, Diana show, the guy who made this video about the Corporation Nation. Mm-hmm. And everybody will put it in their store, plain out, and if you want to buy in the store, like what they make you, you know, like they force you in the airport to do this, <laughs> you have your own business. You can force every customer to come in to watch it or not to watch it, but it's going to play on. I mean, what do you can say about this kind of movement? Yeah, everyone can do something, absolutely. No, uh, I mean, but yeah. everybody, I mean, the people who awake and just come and do it tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't use the corporation. It was at Michael Moore you were talking about, meaning. See, Michael Moore... Richardson or something like that. He made the video of Corporation Nation. Uh huh. I'm not really sure. I know, I know that Moore did one as well, and he had most of his money. 
here his money sunk in uh, Halliburton. <laughs> that, that's what got me. Uh, You've got to be careful again and go into the background of the ones who are putting it on because what they want to bring in is the exact system that, that the elites themselves want to bring in. I, remember, you've got this close mirror image of reality and what they want. They want to bring in communitarianism, austerity, and a new system of rationing because the guy who first said that they would change the money system for their use and they would give us credits was Bertrand Russell and he said that back in the 1940s they would bring in a new system where they'd ration, give rations to the public instead of money. It would act the same way. The banks would run it for you but you couldn't save it up by the way uh, because it would start at the same number every week. So they've, they've thought about all of that but you're right, if you can get proper ones to put up and make your little statement there and just see who takes notice. Um, you're quite right. You, but you get the right ones up there to show and check the backgrounds uh, of the people who are putting them out in the first place. Yeah. You said it's not going... I mean, it's going... I don't know. The way I see that, I see that the people are not going to take it anymore. And at some point, it's going to flood, you know? And I know. The way... I mean, it, they may be waiting for a... Um, so-called uh, revolt and violence, but mm-hmm. it seems like in America the people don't, um, they are waiting and don't want to use the, the violence. You're, you're, what, what is, when the violence starts, it's because at the time the violence will start, it will be when the big boys themselves want it to happen. Never forget that. It's when they want, they've been, They've been building up internal armies for over 20 years, preparing for what's to happen now or, sh- or shortly. Uh, under many names, multi-jurisdictional task forces, joint police army, the whole thing, building up these massive internal armies in preparation for what's coming down. And every other country across the West has been doing the same thing too. So when it happens, uh, they will spark it off themselves because that's the time that suits them. Uh, that, that's how it will happen, unfortunately. See, you understand too, they don't sit back. It's, it's not a game of them and us. Most of us are out of the picture. Ne- they've never been involved in it. They don't even know what's happening. It's them and their strategy and their plans and, and all the counter, all the counters to their plans that can possibly be imagined and envisaged. And that's what they have the think tanks, uh, the Pentagon and other places for. So you have to think outside the box, do something, uh, which at least will train as many people as possible in what's really been happening and how we got to where we are. And, uh, and, and then you've got to discuss what kind of world do we want. Our own, you can only be responsible for your own turf. At one time, people lived in tribes. And within your tribe, your average territory is, is, was as far as, the, as you could walk in a day. Meanwhile, you paid no taxes in that tribe. Once you start paying taxes and you have an overlord and you have a nation even, Always remember this. That's when you get the massive taxes, and that's when the psychopaths head off to the the big trough, which is a tax base of that public, and then they use it for their expansionist wars. What we're at today is just the end product of expansionist wars. Maybe the solution it would be, you know, to work for a free, and then let's see how they're going to handle it. Yes, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, I mean, between us, that's all. <laughs> And, and again, where there's a free mind, there's always hope. Uh, and uh, we've got to free as many minds up as we have, and at the same time, train them not to follow blindly 
the leaders that are often supplied to them. But think for yourself. We're all independent in a sense. We're all supposed to use our own mind, imagination. Anyone can do the talking if, if they have the right education in the topic. And you have, everyone's got the right to say what they want on the topic. Um, but be involved. They've got to be involved. They can't be couch potatoes. But thanks for calling. Back after this. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. It's it's hard to tell people what to do when you're living in a system which is totalitarian already, whether you know it or not. All data is collected on you. Everyone's under the gun here. Everyone's under the microscope. I should say the microscope because a gun, unfortunately, they'll have us under the gun later, I'm sure. But the fact is, it's up to the individual. And it's hard even, I, I get people who have children and they try and teach them to think for themselves and so on. But those same children go to school and they're given questionnaires about what their parents do and think and all the rest of it. It's very dangerous today and they're terrified of their own children going to school and and letting something go. Does your mum or dad ever talk about these topics? What do they think about it? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is what they had in the Soviet Union, for those who don't know about it. And we're here. Now, I also mentioned, too, that a fellow that that uh, has been in touch with me for an awful long time, his brother was in the CIA, or is in the CIA. He will never talk about the CIA to him. He, I mean, he'll never give anything away whatsoever, except one bit of advice. He said, never watch the television. Never watch the television. It's the greatest scientific indoctrination tool ever devised. Haven't you figured that out? It's changed the whole culture of nations, not just one nation. Why do you think it was mandatory that everybody in Britain give access to televisions by the government? Why do you think China is under the same program to get everyone with the TV right now? Because they love to have you entertained. Do you really think that? And India is on the same route as well right now too. Most of your ideas and your opinions and how you emulate, because you emulate things, you mimic what you see as Charles Galton, Darwin, and others have said in the past. It becomes you. You become it. And that's what's happened. It's been very, very, very successful. Never watch the television. You can't watch a movie unless you do it critically, if you watch it critically. Not there to enjoy it. Remember what they say. It's your emotions that get you on. And it's interwoven, all these emotional themes all through movies. You're played like a harp. And they embed ideas in you, into you, along with the movies, and predictive programming too. So you'll accept that which is still to come. And you'll, and you'll behave the same way as the characters in the movie when it comes. Oh well, what can you do? I'll just watch much music or television. Yeah. You're given a mind of your own, and you've got to use it for yourself. And believe you me, if you ever had a nation or wanted a nation, you'd have to make sure that everyone took their turn. Everyone took their turn. Just like jury duty, to go in and oversee the guys that are supposed to be taking care of everything on your behalf. It's a tight club right now. 
It's been like that forever because they never intended to give you anything called democracy or, in fact, a republic. Gangs and fraternities run the systems of the countries. That's how they run. And under taxation, taxation, and it's true what Marx said, and it's true what Lenin said, but that part of it, all, all wealth comes from labor. And tax is another term for labor. When they take your labor from you and give you nothing back for it, that's called stealing and slavery. Slavery, folks. But no teacher told you that, did they? Look at the dictionaries if you can find an old enough one, because they keep changing them too. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to mean your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>